Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's playoff time and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade. Bet Online is your number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the dog check. I am here with the one, the only. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen and heard his voice, Chef. Zay, Zay, thank you for coming on the show. We got a lot to talk about today. I'll let you introduce yourself, talk to your uh, the audience about who you are. But thank you for coming on. Hey, man, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for the invite. You know, it's kind of been a long time coming. We've been yeah. talking about this for a while, so it's finally happy to be on and um, ready to talk some. Unfortunately, not Browns football. So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it is a big week for the NFL, just not for the Browns. Although on your end. It could be a big week for the Browns because of the challenge that you're doing. Tell everybody the the weightlifting challenge that you're doing. It's really cool. And this is today was day two, correct? This morning was day yeah. two, and it is taking off. I will. The floor is yours. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, one of those things where I was just like, man, I need something to just post. And I'm yeah. like, well, last year, well, it was a couple years ago. I did a challenge to get the Browns to follow me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, now that the players kind of got a little bit of, you know, they 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 rock with me a little bit. I can try to mm-hmm. test the water. So I'm like, let's shoot for the water. Let's shoot for it. I was mm-hmm. like, um, let's uh bench every day. Let's do something that these freaks <laughs> are doing. Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett are freaks in the gym. So I'm like, yeah, it could be something that's enticing. And I honestly wasn't expecting to get any attention until later down the road and to see Nick Chubb's notification pop up on my phone. You know how the notifications pop up on Twitter? Yeah. Where fake names could you know, oh, someone's fake oh, name. I'm like, I've never clicked the notification so fast in my life. Yeah. I swear. So I clicked <laughs> it to make sure it was him and it was. So, but yeah, basically benching 225 as many times as I can every day until we can get a workout with one of them. So hopefully we can, you know, smash that goal. Yeah, absolutely. I, it seems like you are well on your way too. That is pretty crazy that it happens so fast. I mean, it's the, the power of social media, as I'm sure you know, we both know. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy place and Things like that, they take off really fast. All it takes is one one person to get in front of the right eyes. It's it's wild how fast that's moving. Congratulations too. Obviously, you'll keep going, but that's that's really really cool. I know. I was talking to because I had to went I went live right before this, and I was telling him, I'm like, man, I'm ready to go to the gym now to do day three. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, let me just rest yeah. a little bit, recover, so that way I don't burn yeah. myself out tomorrow. But we'll see around day five or six. That's when I'm. That's when I think it's going to be a little testy, but we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, because I mean, most a lot of people who like do regularly lift will know that like you don't like push yourself that same muscle group that hard every single day. So I I can't even imagine what it's going to be like a week from now, how you're going to be feeling. Well, there was so I've been a gym rat for kind of a while. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked out with some insane people before. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a point in time where I I did biceps every day. I think I made it to like 30 days. Uh, It got to a point where I had to stop because using the bathroom was a complicated um, I, I squatted every day. I think yeah. I got like three weeks into that. Um, so I've done stuff like this before kind of, but mm-hmm. I've never done it to where it's like, there wasn't an end goal. So we'll see how far we can go. Yeah. Well, it's a good end goal to have Nick Chubb or Miles Garrett work out for with you. Excuse me. I'm mm-hmm. uh, excited to see how that goes. But like you talked about at the top of the episode, it's un- an unfortunate time that there's no Browns football, but this is still the biggest football week of the year. Really? It's Super Bowl week. Chiefs 49ers. We're going to spend the majority of this episode talking about that game. It is going to be 
crazy. I don't know if you have any hot takes, any picks off the jump, but I placed a little bit of a hefty wager on the 49ers in August, and I am holding my breath that they they pull through for me, but okay. we will see. I, th- I think it's going to be a very, very good game. Do you have any early hot takes, early predictions? So I actually just came across this video. I, I, I haven't, I, I'm at the point where I don't do any of the thinking until day of because mm-hmm. I I don't like to put that mental stress on me because it's not my team. I don't care. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, who do I like? I, my parlay. That's who I yes, like. Exactly. I want my parlay to do good. Um, but there was this video going around of the guy talking about the, the number 13 conspiracy. You seen it? Yeah. Yep. So it's the Taylor Swift. Everything leads up to 13. And then if you take the 100 away, it equals mm-hmm. 87 and da-da-da-da-da. Everything feels like Kansas City. But – this has been the most WWE year I've ever seen of my life when it comes yeah. to the NFL. And and like you said, I, I do expect this game to be fireworks. Like, I, I can't imagine a snooze fest. Yeah. It would be very disappointing if it was a snooze fest. Um, but I, I just don't see how Patrick Mahomes loses. I, I, yeah. I don't. Um, so hot take, I don't I – don't, it's not a hot take to say the Chiefs are going to win, but – I could see like maybe another like 20, like one of those comebacks, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't know what the story could be because the story is already so big. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I'm torn. So I'm more of a day of guy. Um, I'll look at some of the long shot parlays or some of the long shot things and then I'll go from there. But I wish there was a prop for Kadarius uh, Tony drops because (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you come out and talk that kind of talk, you better be ready to go out there and back it up because you'll get some shots for sure. Yeah, that, that, that is my hot take. I'm with you. I do think the chiefs win this game as unfortunate as it is. I just, they're playing too well defensively. They're playing really well. I don't know if the 49ers defense is as good as it was at the start of the year. I think if you watch them, you, you see a smaller step back, but at the same time, that offense can strike at any point. I think we'll see a game very similar to last year. I don't know if it'll have as many points as last year, but a very similar close back and forth. I don't know. My my hot take, kind of this whole Chiefs playoff run, has been the emergence of their wide receivers. Like, obviously, Rasheed Rice had a great game against Miami. You go into Buffalo, Mark Wesvaldis-Scantling has two mm-hmm. huge catches, and obviously he has the, the game-clinching catch against the Baltimore Ravens. I've said it a couple of times on social media this week. I think Kadarius Tony scores this week. Uh, it's just a weird gut feeling. Like talk about like this is the most WWE year ever. Like it mm-hmm. just seems everything that is crazy will happen. And I think that is the perfect end to this saga. I do think the Chiefs win. Unfortunately, I want the 49ers to win, but I do think the Chiefs win. MVP, eh, like it's hard to not say Mahomes, right? Right. Well, like we're talking about Kelsey, if Kelsey goes, if Kelsey goes six catches, a buck 30 and a touchdown. Yeah. I, it, it's like here, here you go. Let's get these Swifty jerseys on, on print yes, really. right now. You know what I mean? Like there, and I just saw something. They said, this is the most wagered game. $21.7 billion yeah, is going to be bet on this game. Like twenty eight percent of Americans are going to have money on it, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like there's going to be, like you said, maybe some Kadarius Tony two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like That'd be cool, yeah. In five drops, and then you have to figure <laughs> out where you go from there. Because last year Kadarius Tony had a touchdown. He was actually a key contributor uh, to the offense last year. So, um, I think the I think the storyline lies with. Isaiah Pacheco, though, 
Um, he's yeah. been kind of like the, the the X factor in these games, and the and the way he runs the ball, it's just it's one of those things. If he gets going, good good luck, man. Good yeah. Because then you got to yeah. Mahomes after that. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I we watched it in the Ravens game. I think the best. The Chiefs like almost never put themselves in bad situations on third down because they were running the ball so well. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to Pacheco. It does sound like they're getting Jerick McKinnon back this week too. I don't know how much oh. he's he's missed like a month and a half, but it does sound like they're getting him back. It does sound like he's going to be healthy. Okay. Which be good for them. Obviously they didn't have Willie Gay last game. They'll get him back. 49ers seem as healthy as they've been. I, I would be shocked if any of their key contributors missed the game. The only other one is Joe Tooney on the chiefs end. Really like, back and forth didn't seem confident like he was going to play in media day yesterday so we'll see about that obviously we won't know till till sunday but it's going to be a, a very very interesting game regardless are you watching the game at home are you going somewhere i haven't decided yet my group chat that i'm in with my fantasy football league wants me to come over there like stream the game no 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 we yeah. can play boom do all this stuff and then part of me wants to just come here and, and do the, the the live stream that i do um yeah. so I, I haven't really decided yet i guess i'm kind of coming down to the wire on it huh kind of i mean it's what it's tuesday you got five days yeah you figure it out figure it out i know uh i know the crock pot on wheels is a big thing you have any fun food plans um for the game no this has just been i've i've stepped away i felt like a i feel like a player i really feel like i checked out once we lost because i was so confident this was the one year where i was spewing with confidence and nothing could tell me i thought we were gonna win I thought we were going to blow them out and it was going to be a, a I don't want to say a walk in the park but a blowout's a walk in the park. And it caught me by surprise how like Alex Wright said I had him on the podcast on my podcast and he talked about exactly what I talked about during the game. I said it. I'm like something doesn't look right with this defense. They look like um like they're just checked like something's not there. And he said it. They weren't celebrating or doing nothing. So I kind of checked out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go I, wings. Wing stop would probably be my go-to. Nice. Give me Love some it. nice mango habanero. Uh, nice. depending on the day, I'll go seven three just because I want to get that different flavor. I don't want to, you know, get five wings because I don't know if I want all five of that same flavor. But yeah. seven mango habanero, sign me up all day, man. I love it. I love it. What are the other three then? What three are you gonna get? It would either be between uh. Uh, what's the dry rub? The Cajun dry rub? Yeah, yeah. Because I can dip that into the mango habanero access sauce that they have, or nice. you know, garlic parm. Love it. Garlic parm is always my go-to. I usually go gar- either garlic parm and mild, or garlic parm and medium, depending on how I'm feeling. But I, I'm with you there. The Cajun fries are very good too. See, I've been av- I've been avoiding the wings, or not avoiding Cajun wings. I don't go Cajun wings. I go Cajun fries. Okay, so good. Love it. So good. <laughs> I've only had the Cajun wings from or the Cajun fries from Five Guys. I five had Guys very stuff. good too. Yeah, I feel like with the Five Guys one, I feel like it lacks flavor, but it has too much spice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when I'm tasting it, I'm like, mm, this doesn't. Something doesn't taste right, but I taste occasion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a fry no, guy. I'm I love you. me some good fries. Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of good places around here too. I, I've been like, I I moved out to Rocky River. Okay, about you're on the good six side. Months ago. Yeah, there are some cool places around here, places in Lakewood, even in the city, but places around here, great, great stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to you know, shoot me off some suggestions because I've been looking yeah. to do it like a little food tour kind of thing. Absolutely, and I will join you in any places that are close to my house 100%. Let's go. That'd be yeah. fun. Hell yeah, we have to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, Yeah, it's, 
it's the the event of the year food wise too like i we'll have people over our house and we'll have a potluck like everybody will bring their own little thing and Mm -hmm. it'll be cool it's it's real real nice i I don't know if you've ever tried like the king's hawaiian sliders where you cut the buns yeah that that has been my go-to and i will definitely be making those this year it's crazy because uh when we have them we do the burger and the chicken but it's it's one of those things where it's like man once you eat one, you can't eat the other one until your taste buds are settled. So, like, I'll get a chicken slider and a barbecue or a burger slider, but I'll eat the burger one first. And then when I eat the chicken one, I'm like, this, this I just ruined it because it's not what I my taste buds were ready for. I just need to go ahead and kill the, the burger sliders. Yeah. And then later that night or whatever the case may be, come back to the chicken sliders. Yeah. And then it'd be tier one. But when you mix them, it just doesn't go right for me. But, yeah, those Hawaiian yeah. sliders, oh. S tier. Very, very good. They're just unbelievable. I, I've gone the chicken Philly route. I've gone roast beef, the burger. Like there's a lot of different directions you can go to. That's the best part of it. I, I can't wait. My mouth is watering thinking about the food, but it is a, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I don't know. Looking back on like the past couple of Super Bowls, I think last year's was memorable in the sense that it was a really good and really close game. Like that, those couple years around COVID were a little weird. Do you have any like really fond Super Bowl memories or Super Bowls that you enjoyed watching above any others? I, I do actually. Um, yeah. The first one that comes to mind, actually, I I, I kind of would say two of them because I, I had small wagers at this point, like $20, yeah. $30 wagers. But when you're at that point with your friends, there's a lot more on the line. It matters. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting in the basement at my mom's house. And uh, we're watching the game, and I'm riding with the GOAT. You don't bet against Tom Brady, yeah. right? You yep. just don't do it. Um, but the one time I did bet against him was with Seattle. We ended up, I ended up winning that one. So mm-hmm. that was a good memory. But the Malcolm Butler one specifically was – it was just – I remember it so vividly because I I pretty much had the money handed to him. I actually think he had to pull it back out of his pocket and yeah. hand me the money because we thought the game was over. And then when Malcolm Butler picked it off, it was just like, not only did I win the money, so I had to watch him take the money back out of his pocket, mm-hmm. but I got to talk my talk right after that. So that was probably one of my favorite Super Bowl moments just because I got to rub it in his face and watch him take the money out of his pocket. That was pretty sweet. That that was a good one. I don't know if you know, I grew up in New England, so I was surrounded by Patriots fans my entire life. So that was one. Wait, so you're not a, are you a Browns fan through and through? Through and through, my family's Giants fans, so we've had Giants season tickets for God, years, centuries. But I went to John Carroll, came out here, and I've been adopted into the family. So I don't think through and through is the right word, but okay. since I've gotten to Cleveland, absolutely. And it's so been how long you been here? A lot of fun. Uh, five years. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you got to you were right after the misery, kind of yes. But okay. oh, trust me, I've gotten. A, a sense of how deep it's been, especially from a lot of my friends. But yeah, so I, I, I grew up weirdly enough in New England as a Giants fan because my whole family's from Jersey's, has season tickets, all that. So oh, wow. growing up watching watching the Giants beat him twice in the Super Bowl was pretty cool. I will say that. But yeah, that Super Bowl in New England, like that was not like the height of the Patriots dynasty because they won three, like when Brady was very young, and they kind of took a, a step back for close to a decade they didn't win one mm-hmm. and then they picked it back up after that super bowl was kind of the the changing of the tide but yeah it, w- it was really weird and actually thinking back on it now coming out to cleveland like growing up a giants fan obviously like anybody my age i'm 23 now growing up 15 16 years old odell was like their childhood yeah and you know 
coming to Cleveland, I came basically the year after he got traded. I saw his first game here as a Brown too. Like that, it, oh, it's, so. it was a weird transition. That oh, definitely so it was, was no, it was the perfect tie. Yes, it was. Tr- oh, that's absolutely. how you mesh together. Okay, yeah. so that's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely. Fair. Although that experiment didn't really work out, which kind of stinks. But it, it to this day, it's still it like everyone you know because I talk a lot about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, because rightfully so. Like I'm a fan. I'm not a Baker bro. Like I hate mm-hmm. when people label certain people as Baker bros. I'm just a guy that loves the uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And what Baker Mayfield gave me as a fan, it, it will never be replaced. So I no. just because I'm not a Baker bro don't mean I can't have love for Baker Mayfield. But that experiment didn't work because they had Baker Mayfield's ego. The egos didn't mesh. Yeah. If you had like a if you just had a quarterback who could or or if Baker or if Odell could have surrendered his ego, it would have yeah. worked out, but too many alphas, man. Too many alphas in the room. Sometimes that's how it goes. It's just somebody, somebody's got to take a step back. And it's weird. Like you look at the success that the Browns had, especially this year on the offensive side of the ball. Like mm-hmm. you know, f- the beginning of the year with Deshaun, and we, I think we both agree Deshaun will be much better next year on a much better plane next year too mm-hmm. with Ken Dorsey. But um, like that was, you didn't know how that was going, especially after he had played what six seven games the year before coming in now like it was weird and Flacco came in and there there was like there was no ego there he let everybody else take all the credit everybody else make all the big plays occasionally when he did he enjoyed it and he made sure people knew he enjoyed it but yeah that was a very it seemed like a good locker room dynamic it's just it's one of those things where it's like you're 20 so you're 23 I'm 30 that's a that's still it's kind of like a it's a big enough age difference to understand what I'm gonna try to draw the parallels at and it's like he's right on the cusp of that era where it's like they're a little bit too tapped into how people he cares too much about what people thinks of him he's all into the social media world he's all on tiktok he's all on twitter so he sees and hears and feels all of the energy that gets directed towards him and it affected his gameplay and when you get this breath of fresh oxygen out of joe flacco who just does not care you yeah. can't tell you what the latest news is in, in the in the social media world. He doesn't know what these people are saying. That's where I just want where no, not even one. That's what needs to happen in order for Deshaun to take that next step. And I think this is where we're gonna see. Do you truly love this game? Do you want a legacy? Because if you don't want a legacy, we will find out this year. I am 100 yeah. percent certain in that is if Deshaun Watson wants to play football or not, because we'll see it. And if he don't, it just sucks because we'll have to stomach through it for a few more years. But we'll yeah. find out this year, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what the crazy thing is about that? You're 100% right where you are you will find out this year above all else if Deshaun wants to leave a legacy, how that legacy can be left too because it's much more than just him wanting and eating. Like how will that produce on the field? The craziest thing is like even at the beginning of this year when the play wasn't great specifically out of Deshaun Watson, like, they were still winning games. They were still in a lot of games. Yep. And you don't need, like, I, I'm a big proponent in having good quarterback play. I know people always say wins aren't a quarterback stat. I agree with them. I push back a little bit and say that they do hinge on quarterbacks more than they hinge on a lot of other people. But in the Browns' case, like, it's hard to look at them and say, you need elite quarterback play to be a good team because they, they didn't have it at the beginning of the year and they were still winning and, and dominating some games too. Here, My thing for that is – and. It's it's one of those things where I tied into Kevin Stefanski because you know I I don't I'm sure you followed some of my takes 
pre- before I hopped back on the Kevin Stefanski train. I was a big yeah. off the Kevin Stefanski guy. There were yep. some things, and we saw it into the playoffs when he got up against a coach who was better than him. He got out coached. And that's the one problem that I had with Kevin Stefanski is that when it comes down to it, you can do all you want in the regular season, but you're mm-hmm. going to be down to the creme de la creme when it comes down to top tier coaches. And you will get out coached every single time with Kevin Stefanski leading the way. And where that and where Deshaun Watson comes into the play, he can overtie that if he's elite. But if he's yeah. mediocre and if he is a Baker, like a, a top 10 quarterback, and you have Kevin Stefanski who will get out coached by these other coaches, it will not work. So either Kevin Stefanski is going to have to be an elite coach and out chess game everyone, or Deshaun Watson is going to have to be a, a tier one quarterback and take us to the promised land. That's because you can't, you can't have both. Yeah. But sadly, Kevin Stefanski is just not that type of guy. Yeah. And it's crazy. And you, like you look at the, the past five ish years when he's been in Cleveland, like you're right. We haven't had both. Even the years where Baker was like really, really producing well, like it was hard to look at Stefanski and say that's an elite coach. Obviously, like you talked about before this, I don't know, yeah, before this year, probably I was almost going to take back my words, but before this year, there were a lot of people off the Stefanski train, and rightfully so. Like there were a lot of pushback on his play calling, the construction of the offense, everything like that, which is really, really fascinating to see he has taken the other route and almost made a turnaround in all of this. And I think it, it was really nice to see that this year, a little bit more appreciation, I guess, if you want to call it that, but really just a better product on the field. And I think the appreciation was warranted this year. I, I, I you know, I know you don't want to talk too much more about Brown so we can get over no, after keep, this, but keep talking, keep talking. But um, I, I think it's the one thing that I'm kind of still, I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't like to bring the attention because I know it's only a matter of time before it comes, but everyone was expecting Kevin Stefanski to have an extension um, right mm-hmm. after the year. Yeah. Why hasn't it happened yet is my question. What, yeah. So uh, there's something, there's some merit to what we are speculating and to what the media is throwing out here, because if it was as clear cut as everyone said, I, where, where's the extension? Why are, why are we still fiddle diddling in between who's going to be coordinator and this and that? So something tells me, that there's still something that needs to be had. I don't think we're going to see an extension this year. I still think – I don't want to say Stefanski's on the hot seat. He's not. Yeah. But you could be very, very quickly. Let's just say that. You could be. And I don't think he will ultimately. I think this team – I think it all comes down to Deshaun Watson. And I think if Deshaun gets Kevin Stefanski canned, I, I really don't want to go down that route. Um, it could get very messy. But I, I do think that Kevin Stefanski – will continue to grow. And I just hope he doesn't fall down that trap and this contract yeah. issue doesn't, you know, mess up the direction that we're heading towards. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I do think it is surprising that there hasn't been anything. Maybe it's because of the hiring cycle and maybe it's because he's bringing in a lot of new coaches, not overhauling the offensive staff, but probably the closest thing you can you can to doing it as somebody who call calls plays as Kevin Stefanski. But I don't know. You're right. There's something that needs to be proven, I think. And maybe it's a, it's a playoff win. Maybe it's a deeper that's run. What he need, that's what he needs. Yeah. He hasn't got one yet. Let's be honest. Yeah. That was yeah, that's right. That game against that was yep. So Yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. Yeah. So he, he, he wasn't on the sidelines in that Pittsburgh game. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Maybe there's just something hanging over his head that needs to be proven. But 
it's good to see the direction they're taking offensively. Play calling is very, very interesting. I don't know if you listened to Ken Dorsey's press conference yesterday, but he was kind of like back and forth on whether or not he's calling plays. Stefanski was super non-committal too. They kept saying like, it's February 5th. Like, how are we going to know now? Stuff like that. And I get that for sure. It's too early to tell, but listen, but, but, but see, here's my thing though. Is it though? Is it too mm-hmm. early to say who the heck, because you cannot tell me that Dorsey signed off on it when he signed the contract and said, yeah, we're going to go into this. We're not knowing who's calling plays. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are y'all BSing us? Just tell us what <laughs> it is. Like, because you guys know who's calling the plays. And yeah. are you, are, maybe you're just not prepared for the raft that's Cleveland, but mm-hmm. don't listen. Don't turn it off. Tell everyone to turn their social media, take their phones for the offseason. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do to take out the noise, but you know who's calling the damn plays. Let's be honest, man. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I would be shocked if there wasn't clarity when it came to the contract signing, especially for Ken Dorsey. But yeah, they've been super non-committal about it. We're super non-committal about it yesterday, which was honestly probably the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way about his press conference. I thought he sounded really well. Interestingly enough, I think a lot of people talk about Dorsey working with guys like Josh Allen, Cam Newton, more mobile guys, comparing them to Deshaun Watson. He pushed back on that like a lot. Like he was saying, you know, just because they have similarities doesn't mean they're the same player. There are certain things you can do in an offense with those similar traits or abilities, but they're each individuals, they're unique players. And I thought that was almost really refreshing to hear. He's not going to treat Deshaun Watson like any of the other quarterbacks he's worked with before, other than understanding what he can do that was similar to those players. Like Watson's his own unique individual. You talked about him being moderately quiet. Like, what did you think of that? I I mean, as far as like the the Watson thing, like I think he can say that, but everything, every move that has been made this offseason has been in some way correlation to Deshaun Watson. Yes. And one thing that Deshaun Watson has harped on time and time again on his podcast, what is with Quincy on social media on everything, he's not changing the way that he plays and he wants to run the ball. And and I, I think they were talking about I don't know if it was the radio that was talking about it. Or Dorsey was talking about it, but the RPO side of it, how they don't, I don't know if they want to continue to run it or it doesn't. I think that might have been the people on the radio talking about it. But it's Mm -hmm. like, if you think they're going to give up the RPO, you are crazy because Deshaun Watson does not want to stop running the ball. Mm -hmm. So I think it, you know, Dorsey can say that that's not what it is. And I I can see it from the other side because we know Deshaun Watson has a, a past of holding on to the ball a little bit more. And we've seen guys like Gabe Davis find a way to get open on broken yep. plays and stuff like that. And we've got guys that if you have a like, for instance, with Jim Schwartz, we had a guy in Jordan Elliott, Alex Wright and these young guys, Cam Mitchell, the Anthony Bell, all these guys found a way to get utilized a different way once Jim Schwartz got into here. And yep. if Dorsey can come in and do the same thing and say, hey, Goodwin. On this play where the ball may have gotten to you a little bit shorter, if you would have cut it across and then do that, if he could find a way to scheme it, like I hear him talking about he's doing, you know, that Mm -hmm. football talk that he was giving us. Yeah. That could be exactly maybe what Deshaun Watson needs, and it doesn't need to be the run. Maybe it's more so looking past the, okay, how can we take advantage of Deshaun Watson holding on to the ball a little bit longer? Because we know that the offensive line has had trouble with, like we saw, Joe Flacco came right in. Scripted plays work. They knew where to block, how long it was going to be dumped out. Whereas Deshaun Watson, he could dump it out in two seconds. He could dump it out in a half a second. You don't know. Yeah. 
So maybe that's where I think they're looking at it. It's like, okay, Dorsey, how can you find a way to just get the most out of Watson holding on to the rock? Because he yeah. wants to hold on to the rock and analyze and see it because he's a smart guy. If you listen to him, he knows football a lot. So, Oh, absolutely. I, I like it. I like it. I'm a, I'm on board, I guess. I, doesn't make me any difference. The fancy yeah. still called into place when it's all yeah. said and done. So mm-hmm. until we see growth in that area, which I think there's not a lot of growth for Stefanski to have, because I think, I think what people like to, you know, misconstrued is that Kevin Stefanski can't call plays and that's never been the case. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, yeah. he's been decent at calling plays. He's there's always guys schemed open. It's been execution and it's yeah. been the way that he leads and he's fixed the way that he leads this past year. And you hear guys like David and Joku give him the credit that, well, I can say this about Kevin Stefanski. He's his energy's changed. He's more emotional in the locker room. That's out of the horse's mouth. You know, what I mean, that's out of my mouth. So he's grown in the areas that he's needed to grow in, honestly. Yeah. And I think it was noticeable this year, too, because there have been other Browns teams with a lot of talent. Like we talked about that team with Odell in 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, whenever it was, lots of talent couldn't get it done. And, you know, this year, talent moderately similar, obviously dispersed in different places, but another really talented team. Four, four more years mature, Kevin Stefanski leads them to a playoff win with a shell of their offensive line with his fourth quarterback. Like it, it was really impressive, and I think there's a lot of good things to build on. I'm with you. I, I think the offensive moves kind of had to be tailored to Deshaun Watson just because of the situation that they're in, and I think it's clearly showing that they were tailored to Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Alex Van Pelt was there before Watson. Maybe the mesh wasn't as great as we thought there. Who knows? But the hiring of Ken Dorsey, to me, and I think we both agree here, says we need to get the most out of Deshaun Watson. We need a fresh perspective, maybe a fresh play caller. Who knows? Hopefully not. But it's it's a good thing that they're bringing him in. They're bringing in new perspectives. They're also bringing in some new position coaches to, again, the closest thing to overhauling an offense mm-hmm. as you can, assuming your play caller is the same. It's going to be really nice to see, and I'm honestly – just really excited to see Watson come back healthy. Obviously, we kind of got teased a little bit at the end of his season with the performance against the Ravens and the news the couple days mm-hmm. after. Like, that was just brutal. Do you, do you, I, that's a moment in my life that I think I'll never forget. Yeah. Because I know exact. I was sitting in chapel uh, with my daughter because she has chapel every Wednesday. And this is fresh mm-hmm. off the dub. We're like, man, yeah. bro, we're walking out with our chest like this. Deshaun Watson just threw for 14 to 4. Like, bro, they're – it was sunshine and rainbows here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I get a message on my phone, and it, and it said, Adam Schefter, Deshaun Watson out for the year, season-ending surgery. I thought it was a joke. I'm like, I did too. I'm like, How, what, what happened? I'm like, there was nothing on the injury report. There was nothing in the press conference. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. And then I look, and it's like broken shoulder. What, what the heck are we? I thought I was devastated. I sat in the parking lot. For 10 minutes after that with my daughter, because I my, my youngest daughter isn't in school yet. We sat yep. in that parking lot in silence for 10 minutes. I was wow. in shock, bro. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. I, it was just like, it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I saw a tweet from, I think it was from Mary Kay Cabot that announced it. I think she was actually the first person to break it too. So it wasn't any of these like big national sources. It was more of a local Cleveland Brown source. And you just thought, ah, there's no way this is real, right? And like you talked about, nothing on the injury report. It's not like Watson was taken out of the game. Like it wasn't even a thought in any right. of our minds. And then just ball drop. 
But it's funny though because when you think back on it, it's like, oh my god, I know what play it could have been. It was that yeah. one scramble where he got pinched in between, and but then he jumped right back up and he he did this and he like got in dude's face and doing. I'm like, oh, he's fine, okay. Yeah. But that was the play. I'm pretty sure that was the play that broke his shoulder. I it just there was so many. I think here's my the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this year is going to be the growth in Deshaun Watson. Because if I'm Deshaun Watson and I got to take a step back and see what this team did without me and how they gravitated to a quarterback and how they gravitated to a coach, because if I'm taking myself into an account, when my conspiracy theory throughout the whole beginning of the year, Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski, there was something there. I don't mm-hmm. know if Deshaun didn't like Kevin, if Deshaun didn't. I mean, we kind of got a little bit of a, a whiff of that from this past uh, podcast. I'm saying he doesn't like the scripted plays. Yeah. So there's something there that I feel like in the beginning of the season, it almost felt like Deshaun was playing his cards to get Stefanski out of here. But it just so happened that Stefanski was David and beat Goliath and beat the injuries and beat everything and everyone gravitated towards him. So I'm anxious to see how if Watson's going to come in and be like, OK, you, you, you earn my respect. I'll let you lead the way. Let's go yeah. win some football games because for the for the longest time, and it still felt weird, even all the way up until that Ravens game, it didn't. It still felt like we were pulling teeth. And then Joe Flacco yeah. came in, and it's like, wow, we are rolling right now. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm anxious to see this year. Yeah, I am totally with you. That and then a healthy offensive line, really healthy perimeters of the offensive line because the, mm-hmm. the middle was banged up, but they played. But those tackles, it's going to be a, a fascinating, fascinating year. I, I'm super, super excited. Before we finish up talking about the Browns, I do want to ask your official score prediction for the Super Bowl. I know you are a day of guy, and if anybody is following Chef Zay on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it may be. Actually, you want to plug your handle, too, just so everybody has it. Uh, yeah, Chef Zay on TikTok and YouTube, and then Chef Zay 23 on Instagram and Twitter is where you can Perfect. find me. Awesome. So, yeah, if you, you were – at liberty to change it and make your official pick on the day of the Super Bowl, but I want to hear a, a way too early one. Um, let me see. I gotta, I gotta do some simulation in my head. Yeah. Um, I can see. I think Kittle gets one. McCaffrey will get one. Ayuk probably gets one. And if it's not Ayuk, who who's there? Who's who's some of the. Juwan, Juwan Jennings. Jennings. Okay, yeah, maybe Jennings because Jennings had that spectacular catch to yes, basically did. extend the drive in that Lions game. Yep. So I'm going to go there and then on that side of the ball, Pacheco, Kelsey. I think Mahomes rushes one in. Ooh. We'll go – over-under set at 46 and a half? Is there a 45 and a half? I honestly haven't checked, but from what you just described, that would probably be an over. I I want to say I saw it at 45 and a half. If you could double check me on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go it. check Do it out for right now. I can pull it up right now. Um, Because ESPN's not showing me it. Let's see, let's see. I do know. So what last year the final was 38-30. Oh, here it is. 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Okay, 47 and a half. Okay. So 24 50, Yeah, so I would probably go over. I could see I could see 27-24. Nice. 
Chiefs. But I, here's my here's my okay. You wanted my hot take. I just I just cooked it up in my head. It's it. all gonna dictate the Gronk kick. The Gronk oh. kick's gonna tell us a lot because okay. last year Gronk missed it, right? Yep. yep. And then Philly ended up losing by three or something yep. like that, right? If Gronk makes the kick this year, someone's gonna make a game-winning field goal. That's my wow. hot take. Okay? I love that. So if that is the case, I will have to go the over 27-24 Chiefs. Or can they get a game when you feel cool that way if I go 28-24? No. So 27-24 Chiefs. I kind of like 28-24 Chiefs, but I'm going to play into my theory that if Gronk makes the kick, game-winning field goal for the Super Bowl. That is a great theory. I love it. I'm going to go with you. High scoring, definitely over 47. I'll go 31 27 Chiefs, but yeah, I'm with you. I think, I mean, I've talked about it all offseason or all playoffs, excuse me. Uh, it's the Chiefs receivers. It's whether it's Rice, whether it's Scantling, or whether it's maybe Kadarius Tony, who knows? But I, I just think it's it's their game. And I think 49ers run defense hasn't been great as of late, but it's still the weaker, or it's still a stronger part of their defense. I think the secondary is still the weaker part. I'm fascinated to see how Andy Reid attacks them because I think there's a lot of very good points of attack in that 49ers secondary for the Chiefs. So it's going to be fun to watch. I, I am super excited. It is going to be a crazy, crazy game. As much as we wish the Browns were in it, they're not. We'll still I'm enjoy excited. it as much as possible. I'm, I'm excited to see the matchup of Fred Warner and Travis Kelsey, though, man. I, I'm that. a fan yeah. of Fred Warner. Uh, he embarrassed our defense. Or, I mean, he didn't embarrass us. We won the game. Come on now. Yeah. But. I mean, he was all over the field, and every time I watch him, he's all over the field. So I'm interested to see how that matchup is going to play out. But this is going to be a battle of two of the best coaches in the league. Um, Like you said, this is all – this whole season has came down to the Chiefs receivers. Um, If you can catch the ball, they probably are not 11-6. and They're probably like 13-3. and There's a lot of games, balls that have been dropped. MVS is one of them. Yep. Um, But I think you got to – who's their best corner on the – on the uh, 49ers? Shaverius Ward. He's okay. been playing really well, too. But, like, outside of that, like, they lost Hufanga at the beginning of the year. Um, I just – I don't know. I, the, st- the secondary doesn't do it for me, and I think the Chiefs defense is, one, really good, but, two, getting healthier, too. That's the scary part. I think you – if you – I think the only chance the 49ers have to beat at the Chiefs, though, is you have to play their game. You have to beat them in a shootout. I don't mm-hmm. – I don't think you want to let – I don't – you don't want to play chess with Mahomes. Yeah, that's like playing Russian roulette with five bullets. Yep, <laughs> like you may get lucky one time, but more than likely you're probably gonna get canned. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hope I just I, if anything just tie it. I don't care. Don't win. <laughs> let, let my parlay hit, and then yeah, we'll go exactly. from there. Okay. Exactly. We'll be we'll both be cheering for whatever our parlays will be. All right, that's I what know. I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah. What was your bet? Oh, so, your, at, the be- so yeah. at the beginning of the year. I had the 49ers at plus a thousand. Oh wow! So, yeah, so that was my preseason bet. Then these past playoffs, what one one of my friends and I made the same bet. We have been very very slowly hedging a little bit. Like that Packers game, the Packers were like plus three something just to win the game, and FanDuel did like a little thing where you get half of your deposit and bonus bets if you deposit money and a 48 hour span. So we both did that, put our bonus bets on there. So we didn't lose any money in the, Oh, and also you're free rolling. Yes. Well, for the most part, we did put a little bit extra on the lions last week. And I was honestly very thankful. We did up until that third quarter, but 
we'll see what happens. I mean, I like it, it's going to be a crazy, crazy game. Would love to see the 49ers win to be awesome, but I don't know. Like that, the Chiefs, they scare me. Chiefs scare me. The Chiefs just have Mahomes, but a funny story before we get off. Um, yeah. My cousin, like I said, my cousin's a, a Lions fan. So, like, my oh. mom's from Michigan. And before I got on social media, I couldn't stand the Lions because they're my enemies. You know what I mean? Yes. But since they've on social media, they were the first ones to support me and, and rock with me. Like, they, we got a good relationship now. So, I'm a Lions fan. Nice. Um it's 21-something in the third quarter. I'm like, I cannot believe you mother lovers are about to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, don't feel real. Da, da, da. And then I'm just like, it's all in golf hands now. Within two seconds, he texts back. He goes, no, nah, I should go in our running game hands. Montgomery fumbles. Or whoever it was fumbles. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Literally, my next text after that was like, oh, no, it's happening. And he's like, nah, we straight. And then, uh, and then the one thing after another happened, and I'm like, only the football gods do not like Lions and Browns fans. I, I'm, yep. I'm, it's, it is what it is. We are in the same misery of of hell. We, they don't like us because like, only that type of stuff would happen to us. Uh, yeah, and I like, I, I didn't realize how crazy it was. Like, I, coming to Cleveland a few years ago, like I'd always heard that, and even just being a proximate NFL fan, like I, I've known, like growing up, the Browns were never good. It always everything mm-hmm. went wrong that that could go wrong. Yep. And coming here, I was like, I was skeptical just because I thought Browns fans were saying that. And even oh, like no. my first couple of years here, I was like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they have a point. This year, the injuries, just seeing all the talent on their roster just like dissipate in the matter of it felt like every week there was a new season ending injury. Eric and I talked about that a ton too. Like I believed it for the first time fully this year. And it's it's just so crazy. And I do feel bad for Lions fans too, because very similar situation of the Browns. Obviously they've probably had a, a little more success in recent years, but not that mm-hmm. much more. It's just, it's so sad to see. My thing to say to him is I, I would you, I, I don't know if I would rather be a Lions fan though, because think about this. They've had a franchise quarterback for a decade. They yeah. had one of the best receivers to ever strap up a helmet and you guys still couldn't figure out a way to win. Like that's pretty messed up, bro. I'd re- just give me four and 12, man. Just exactly. Four and 12. I think the craziest thing for me was the year we went 10 and six. And then after mm-hmm. that, um, man, I will never forget how hype we were, bro. We went 10 and six that year. We were supposed to make the playoffs, got screwed. Yeah. Um, and then we were coming back like, man, Braylon's about to be best receiver in the league. Derek Anderson or Derek Anderson's about to be Pro Bowl again. Keller Winslow, he's on his trajectory to where he's supposed to be. And then we went four and twelve. And I'm like, Yeah, this is this is not it, bro. This is not it. And then we went four and twelve the next three years or something like that. So yeah, well, hopefully they don't go four and twelve or four and thirteen, I guess, next year. I don't think they will, but no. very bright, very bright future for the Browns. Zay, I appreciate you coming on. It was an awesome conversation. I will be sure to to plug the socials as well as upload this. Make sure everybody goes and follows Zay on, again, you said YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all of them, correct? Yep, Chef Zay. And Twitch, anywhere really, just Chef Zay, you'll find me. Okay, yes, exactly. We appreciate you hopping on. Any last words for the Browns fans before we sign off? Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, this is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.